Truth Applies Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, joined by Cedra Sarton. And today in studio, we have with us Mason Beasler from the AFA Journal. We've This is the second in a row time that we've had someone from the Journal yeah. in with That's us. Right. If you listened so. last week, you got to hear our friend Hannah. Yep. Hannah's been on with us before. I think this is, is this your first time, Mason? This is my first time. Your is, first time. Is this it your first this time long? on a radio? I don't believe so, but okay. my first time in here with you guys right yeah. okay it took us a long time we were trying to decide how we felt about you we're like oh, right no. right like, yeah. we like the jury was still it was a toss-up between no. you and ha- no, i'm just kidding right yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah thanks for being here absolutely yeah um you wrote an article i did you wrote an article it originally appeared on the stand and we took it and ran it on That's our, right. our uh, engagemagazine.net by the way if you want to know what the stand is that is uh afa's official blog um, Go to afa.net, yes. click on, you'll see it up there, it says The Stand. The Stand, Real yeah. simple, mm-hmm. click yeah. on it, mm-hmm. you get all kinds of content. Mm-hmm. And, um, and sometimes we, we trade articles with them, sometimes they'll run some of ours and we'll run some of theirs. So yeah. we ran this one of Mason's and it's on a subject that I think would be a very unpopular opinion these days. Yeah. Um, but a very a, a much needed subject of conversation that needs to happen. Um, the the title of your article is Jesus did not come to bring unity. Yeah, and if you would like to read it, we will put the article mm-hmm. in the show notes, the link, so you can go straight to it and read it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll also put a link to the stand, so you guys yeah, can find that absolutely. as well. Absolutely, yeah. Send them some love too. So, yeah. Mason, first question for you: What prompted this article? <laughs> what prompted this article? Well, I mean, I've I've seen just so many people in the church and just around the nation who have sort of adopted this idea of being together is more important than being morally right or having a having a high moral standard as long as we're together that's the most important no matter where we stand on certain issues no matter if we're really following the bible as long as we're together as long as we agree then that's the status quo that we should keep and that's the most important thing and i don't believe that's the truth i don't believe that's what the bible teaches and so that's sort of what prompted this article yeah so in this article are you saying that unity is a bad thing? <laughs> no, I'm not saying unity is a bad thing at all. I'm, I enjoy being together with people. I enjoy exactly. family situations, right. the church. Being together is a good thing. I believe God created us to be social, interactive beings. He said, it's not good for me to be alone. He said, don't stop uh, meeting together. Continue to meet together. Unity is a good thing. But nowhere in scripture does it say that it's the most important thing. Yeah. It's the highest commandment. That's not in scripture. Mm-hmm. Scripture says that you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. That's the first and greatest commandment. That supersedes being together, being one, agreeing with everyone all the time. Yeah. So that's yeah. And I, I get it. I, I, I understand society's, I would say, obsession with that togetherness. Mm-hmm. And some people would call it kind of like a group think. Right. Yeah. I understand where that comes from because no one wants to be the outlier. Right. No one wants to be the one who brings the confrontation mm-hmm. to the table. Um, and I mean, I'm off of Facebook now, mostly, um, but I'm on Twitter and what a lot of people call the cancel culture is huge Mm -hmm. on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And if, if anyone steps out of line, uh, 
according to what society's accepted moral standards are of today, and they change every day, if someone steps out of line even a little bit, even if it was 20 years ago and it's brought back to attention, there's dire consequences. And I understand, uh, I understand the, the, the philosophy of all that, too. I mean, it's basically a boycott to some regard. But no one wants that to happen. <laughs> to mm-hmm. them. So I understand why everyone wants yeah. to be together. Nobody wants to be the lone wolf. I understand that. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So whenever um, I was trying to decide, uh, one, you know, what should we talk about mm-hmm. this week? Um, and so I was gonna like try to pull up some ideas, send them to Jordan. Like, what do you think? And when I was, so I just started skimming through our articles, and yeah. that, and this one just kind of popped out at me. And I, I remembered reading it, and I remember it really stood out to mm-hmm. me um, because I think of a lot of people, especially especially parents that I've seen that have completely abandoned their their original like beliefs that they held when it ca- when it comes to their children their children come out as gay mm-hmm. or or anything like that or transgender mm-hmm. or anything like that they you know and it, even mm-hmm. if they don't do it immediately so many I see completely yeah. abandon their moral belief system in favor of supporting exactly. their children and I saw a TED talk one time when uh, with the mother talking about having to choose between her church and her children she chose her children and it was on the lgbt discussion and um so that and and it's kind of something that's bothered me for a long time so i think this is why i kind of gravitated towards this i sent it to jordan i was like what do you think about this and he he immediately went hey what do you think do you think mason would want to be on with us and i was already in the middle of typing hey mason (laughs) would you like i think i was in there and i was like I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it worked We're out. On it. Yeah. Well, and I like that you brought up all of that too, because um, when it comes to why Jesus came, you know, mm-hmm. like when Jesus came to the world with and what the gospel even is, a lot of times it's described as the word of God is described sometimes as a, a sword. You right. know, it pierces, it divides, it pierces to the division of soul and spirit, which. I mean, who knows what that is? Right. And um, it, it, it's it's something that it's not it's not a passive, friendly, um, soft kind of thing that everyone just can sort of gather around and you know hold hands about. Mm-hmm. It, this is something that is going to bring confrontation um, because what it is, I mean, it's it's a righteous God relating to a fallen people, and that's an infinite gap, and it's an infinite division there. And so when we're confronted with the gospel, you have to make a decision. And like the, the, the mother who said, I'm, I'm, I've, I had to choose between my church and my children and I chose my, my children. Well, she didn't have to choose between her church and her children. She had to choose between Jesus and her children. Exactly. And I think that's a decision that she had already made a long yeah. time ago. And that's though it was a story of, mm-hmm. of a church that was upholding biblical values. Yeah. Yeah. Something that came, you know, something mm-hmm. biblical and mm-hmm. true they were trying to uphold that, yeah. and she decided to. And, and, and I understand why, I mean, in some certain situations, not every church upholds biblical values in a biblical way. Yeah. I mean, some people are outright hateful, and you don't want to be right. in that environment because that's ungodly. And, and a lot of people, I think, hold up Westboro Baptist Church yeah, as and, the and, view of that. And it does and exist, certainly. It does. Yeah. And then there's a lot of hatred mm-hmm. there. It's yeah. not. But that's the exception. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not the exception. That is not what mm-hmm. 
the typical we're called to be yeah. we're right. called to be we're not called to be that and, and yet even if even if that was the norm and even if the bible called us to be those kind of people which it doesn't i'm just saying it doesn't but even if it did that would be the right thing and that would be that would be the divide the dividing um effect there would be yeah you you have to make the decision Right when you, when you come in contact with the who God is and who Jesus says He is, you have to make that decision. Are you going to hate your wife, hate your husband, hate your children in comparison to your love for right. God and your yeah. allegiance to God? You make that decision up front. That's not something that you're faced with later mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah. And and I would point people to an upcoming a, a project that I think is very close to being released from American Family Studios. Um, called in his image mm-hmm. you can go to in in his image dot movie mm-hmm. to watch the sneak peek to see what it's about and i will say there are some testimonies in there and uh from people who've come out of homosexual or yeah. transgender mm-hmm. lifestyles and one in particular is laura perry she's been very open about her story you know mm-hmm. transitioning to a to live as a man yeah. to god calling her back and her mother's you know her mother loving her praying for her but never wavering in her beliefs yeah you know no compromise there is yeah, what right. what she believed it, here's a question i mean anybody anybody can can tackle this if y'all want mason you can jump and sure. grab this one yeah um, it just kind of popped in my head so when when uh in, in the gospels when when jesus is born and the angels appear to the, the shepherds and they say peace on earth you know that's a declaration that Finally, there is peace on earth. Finally, there is this, this, um, you know, there, there, there's this peace that we could have never have hoped for, other than you know God incarnate coming. And then in in a verse that you used in your um, mm-hmm. in your article uh, in Luke twelve uh, fifty one, he's uh, Jesus himself says, "Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division." How do we reconcile that? I actually <laughs> wondered about that, and I went back and looked, and and they're talking about. And the angels are speaking to the shepherds, right? Mm-hmm. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. I don't think God hates peace. Mm-hmm. I think it's a deeper peace mm-hmm. when you're at peace with God. When you're at peace with fellow man, that can come and go, right? When you agree with God, you're going to disagree with man. Mm-hmm. That's not peace. Mm-hmm. When you're at peace with God, when you follow His, when when you follow His word and His standards, you're at peace with Him, and that's a peace that's yeah. deeper. That's a peace that lasts. You know, everything about a relationship with Jesus is eternal. Right, he he gives you the living water, where yeah. you don't have to return to the well, like mm-hmm. Jesus spoke to the yeah. Samaritan woman. I'm giving you a living water mm-hmm. that you won't have to come back and and drink day after day after day. What I give you is eternal. Well, it's the same way with peace. Mm-hmm. When you're at peace with with God and with and with um with how He made you to be with the standards that He set up, it's a peace that lasts. Yeah. Whereas a peace with your, your fellow man, um, when you don't have peace with your fellow man, it's division, which is yeah why Jesus says he came, right? Right, And yeah. so that's a piece that might not last, but it's not as important right. as a piece with, with God. Yeah, mm. it's a piece that doesn't require, it doesn't require you to be in agreement 100% with your fellow man. Right. And sometimes you want, but this is the kind of piece where you see, you see martyrs who sing all the way to their death, mm. knowing that they're going to die for their beliefs. That's the kind of piece we're looking at. Right. That doesn't mean, obviously, they were not in unity and agreement with, with their, their fellow man because their fellow man 
killing them killing them but they still sing praises to right. jesus that's the kind of peace that you're looking at right. there mm. yeah and it, it makes me think there's another verse too and and like i say all the time Wes, wesley is the guy that i go to for references when i cannot <laughs> mm-hmm. remember where it comes from so of course he's not oh here my right goodness. now <laughs> and it's always the time that he's not here that i have a verse and i'm like i don't know where What's this that? is in the bible and, I, and i'm sure people are like screaming at me like read your bible more and i do as soon as we remember numbers as soon as we stop the recording yeah. you're gonna as soon as we yeah. stop this recording you're gonna be like oh yeah, yeah that yeah. verse well there is a, there is a verse in the bible i know what it says i don't know where it is but it's there i promise and it says insofar as it depends on you live at peace with all men mm-hmm. um so what does that the dis the disunity that jesus brings where in in the luke passage it says um from now on there will be five and one family divided against each other three against two two against three they will be divided so father against son son against father mother against daughter and daughter against mother How, what does that disunity look like and and how are we supposed to when we have that disunity how are we supposed to live are we supposed to be enemies of people or like what does that even look like that's that's something that i i I wrestle with Mm -hmm. sometimes yeah i think it's still you're still supposed to love people i think the same the same gospel that says Mm -hmm. you know the same jesus that says i've come to bring division not peace he still tells us to love people and so it's not a call to hate people and, and hate people who disagree with you and hate people who aren't following Jesus's word, I think we're still called to love those people and still act according because, I mean, it talks a lot about how to treat your enemies, right? Mm-hmm. Love your enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, give them food, give them drink, and unless you heap burning coals on their head, love your enemies. And so that's still, that still applies to this principle. You know, when someone disagrees with you, don't bend to their morals. Don't let them sway and, and cause you yeah. to stumble by, by having to be in a group with them, but still love them, still mm-hmm. treat them with respect still love them as the bible commands and so when when your family is divided stay with the bible on on the moral principles but staying with the bible also means continuing yeah. to love people you can't you can't forsake that love yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean i think everybody listening has someone in their life someone who is a family or a friend that you love very dearly but they're not they're, they've made decisions that you don't agree with right. do you just stop loving that person always <laughs> no and we see we see that where a lot of people choose, but then they choose to equate, you know, love with acceptance. Right. Mm, like I have it. to yeah. accept you for who you are in order to love you. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the uh, so you know so much we call God Father. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean I know there's a lot of people who don't have a good father figure in their life, but I know from my standpoint, mm-hmm. a father is someone who punishes you when you mm-hmm. do something that is that is wrong that it is morally not good for you mm-hmm. and so i mean my dad did yeah <laughs> I, mean, I did plenty of time. Yeah, i think we can all say uh, yeah. yeah and so that's what and that's what god is he's mm-hmm. a good father he he sees you going down a bad path and he sometimes in a way that you may not like corrects you. he corrects you yeah. yeah but it's all to draw you back right to him yeah yeah, and I mean, yeah, that, that, like you said, he is a good father. I mean, it, he said before that if he wasn't, he wouldn't. Like he w- there, he disciplines those that he loves. Mm-hmm. I believe. And again, I can't think of the reference for that verse, but he does. He he, uh, he disciplines those who he loves. And so when we feel that discipline, we're not feeling the 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 hatred of God because 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 Jesus felt that. Jesus felt the rejection of God on the cross. That's where that happened, and that's why we 
can have peace with God, right. like you said. Yeah. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And um, the, the, the world has, has taken the idea of unity, and like you said, Cedra, the, the idea of love, and, and has turned it to mean acceptance and just, you know, allowing someone to, to live in a way that is dangerous or yeah. that, is, that is against God and say, well, I love them, so I can't, I have to change my thoughts and I have to change the way I think about morality and and and, and begin yeah. to compromise on biblical issues. Let me um, stick a little note in there yeah, sure. as well. I don't think it's just always necessarily openly acceptance. Mm-hmm. As uh, you know, sometimes it is. A lot of times it is open acceptance of a lifestyle that is not godly. But I think sometimes also silence yes. on sin. Mm-hmm. We see a lot of that. So we simply see people not speaking up so you have people who come and sit at, i mean and i know i think everybody has done this if you're in the church you sat in the pew you've listened to sermons and then you go home and you live a life of sin uh you know, one way or another and i see it all the time and people know these people that are living in sin and no one goes to them out of love and you know like hey i'm your sister i'm your brother in christ and i'm concerned for you because you're not living accord to according to scripture mm-hmm. and stuff so I think that's also part of the problem. Not, yeah. I don't think it starts immediately with open acceptance of lifestyle. Sometimes it's silence. Yeah, yeah. And Mason, you you mentioned some of these things happening in your mm-hmm. in your um, in your article. What were some of those examples that of division mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. the body? Well, um, I do mention in the article a study from uh, Pew Research where they did a study on on United Methodist Church members. Mm-hmm. And they found in 2014 that 60% of the members believe that homosexuality is acceptable, mm-hmm. which is just completely against mm-hmm. the Bible and what the Bible teaches on homosexuality, how it's an abomination, how it's not okay, mm-hmm. right? And so you have a small percentage because multiple studies have shown it's a small percentage of the population that are actually practicing homosexual homosexuals, right? right. right? Mm-hmm. And so you have a small percentage of the population, so it's a small percentage of the UMC population too, mm-hmm. you could reason, that have swayed the, gr- the entire group, mm-hmm. the entire denomination because mm-hmm. of this small percentage because they want to continue to accept yeah. those people mm-hmm. in the group. And so yeah. instead of saying, no, it's not okay, it's not acceptable what you're choosing, instead of saying that and keeping to the moral, the biblical standards, they have said, well, we're going to continue to accept you into the group. And to do that, we're going to bend our morals and reject the Bi- what the Bible mm-hmm. teaches all in the name of continuing to include you. Mm-hmm. And wow. so that that's what we're seeing today. Yeah. I wonder what the motivation sometimes is behind that. Um, I, I, could, I could easily say fear would be one. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, obviously, if 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 jesus christ is on the throne like if he is the ki- your king mm-hmm. and you and you accept him as king you're his subject the decisions that you make are going to reflect that and the way you interact with people are going to reflect that especially when you act or interact with someone who is living in open sin against god um so when i when i see this happening i don't i don't want to say that they've completely you know abandoned jesus and 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 that they're not christians for believing this because i mean we can we can be at fault right um and we can't stay there thankfully because we have the holy spirit who will bring us back Mm -hmm. but a continuance of this and and this being a trend i have to say that i have to assume that either it's fear um is their king this is their god or there's something else there there's something that the, the idea of 
well, we can take this nice thing that we have called religion and we can kind of tweak it and twist it so that it's palatable for us. And maybe if this sin is acceptable, maybe something in my own heart is acceptable, mm-hmm. maybe something that I struggle with or, or that I uh, commit on a daily basis is also acceptable to God and I can soften on this area as well. So there's obviously something it can, um, that is trying to take the throne from mm-hmm. Jesus in this situation. I mean, fear, definitely one of those things. I think there's a lot of people capitulating to the idea of, you know, people being angry at the at mm-hmm. the evangelical Christian mm-hmm. church for, you know, having these beliefs. And then there's people, you know, the church is backing down and saying, well, you know, maybe maybe we're wrong on this. I mean, I can think of the revoice group, uh, the revoice movement mm-hmm. right now is, is something that's currently going on where there's a group of, um, I guess, so-called theologians who really they take the bible they take verses that are explicit about um homosexuality and and transgenderism or i'll I'll say homosexuality in specific and they'll they'll soften it to where oh maybe it doesn't mean exactly what that says i mean we've been this we we've heard that before right in the garden of eden did god really say that you couldn't you know what if you meant i think it it starts (laughs) and you know and there it with there they kind of started with the idea of homosexual christians but they're celibate mm-hmm. they yeah. don't they don't mm-hmm. and, and you know and people think well they're 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 not acting on their sin right yeah and i'm like what happened to the power of jesus christ who could well, yeah and bring you out of sin well, what happened to repentance I yeah mean, complete I mean, repentance do, do you still identify with that sin and you and you and you bring that into your identity to that so that you can say i'm a gay christian now i don't do you know, I don't engage in those activities and I don't, but, but I accept that part of me as something that God is okay with. And maybe he even made me to be this way so that I could be celibate in an example. Uh, They start playing word games with you and and you have to do that when you, when you, when you, when you capitulate on these issues, you have to start playing word games in order for anything to fit. You have to start kind of shaving things off here and adjusting things so that it all fits in your box. Could you fit any other (laughs) word though in front of that and it'd be acceptable? I'm a murdering Christian or I'm a lying Christian. I don't know. I think people would start Mm -hmm. like, if you put it that way, people will start seeing like, Oh, I'm like, right. Well, yeah. <laughs> if if homosexuality is a sin like these others, then how can you say that? Right. And I've seen a lot of it where people so they start out, and I think Revoice has started kind of shaping a little bit more, where they're more and more ex- accepting mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, it's because they redef- they there's a there's a huge effort to redefine terms. Mm-hmm. So gay does not all of a sudden necessarily mean someone who's sexually attracted. To 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 a, someone yeah. of the same gender, it it can mean it can mean anything. It can mean oh, do you, are you a man who just wants to spend time yeah. with another man, just one on one, just because you're buddies, yeah. and that's gay. Okay, well you're you're just playing word games at this point, just to just to right. I don't know make some sort of point, and obviously it's not going to work in the end. Yeah, it's not going to work in the end. Okay, so you know, say someone in your life, someone that you love, mm-hmm. uh, you're a family member or friend and they come out as homosexual and they want to live a homosexual lifestyle. I mean, is there a point to where you should completely mm. separate from that person? Mm. That, th- this is something that thankfully we, it, I don't, I, I don't know that we haven't really had to wrestle with this issue in, in my family, but we've, t- me and my wife have talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, how if there were to be a family member who 
who who had this struggle and then just eventually came came to the conclusion that they were a gay Christian. Um, that would be very difficult. It would be very difficult because neither one of us wants to damage relationships. I mean, and th- and this goes yeah. back to what we were talking about: right. how unity is so important to everyone. We don't want to damage relationships, right. and. But I do believe that there there are lines that you have to draw, and um, especially if you have children, especially if you have children who you're trying to raise up in in, in the instruction of the in the scriptures, um, because if there's someone in their life, be it a cousin or, or 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 whoever who is an older person and influential in their lives, you want to draw that line and say, look, you, I mean, we're we're going to spend time with you. We still yeah. love you. We're a part right. of this family, Absolutely. but. There are some things that I don't want my children to hear or see or be exposed to at this age when th- we haven't covered this issue mm-hmm. at all. We haven't been able to talk to them because they're they're still you know playing with the dolls and trucks. You mm-hmm. know they're they're that young. So that's that's the stage that we're we're at right now. And so we've t- had these conversations before, and it is difficult. Yeah, it is. Usually you've got Wesley as your hype man on that thing, and right now you're like sitting here looking at. Oh, yeah, well, like uh-huh. well, you well, got yeah, yeah, well, that. Okay, so yeah, like because I am. Mm-hmm. But the, you bring the, a different I'm, perspective I'm the, on it. I'm yeah. the mega single chick. And then Mason, <laughs> but Mason, you're engaged, mm-hmm. correct? Right. And so yeah. this these are some very real things you're starting to have to yeah. think about. Like you're you're going to have a wife, someone that, a spouse that you're supposed to look over mm-hmm. and you're supposed to lead her mm-hmm. in your Christian walk. Mm-hmm. So those are some very real things that you're starting right. to think about, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, when you like what you said, when you have someone in your family who's struggling with this, who is thinking about going down this path or already is going down this path, I think it's it's very much on you to seek the Lord's face in, for, for yourself and to seek after what he wants you to do, what his will is for your life. You know, right. obviously don't, don't sway from the biblical principles. Those are never yeah. going to change, right? But I think it is very important for you to seek the Lord and what he, how he wants you to act, what he wants you to say, mm-hmm. Um, how he wants you to behave around those family members. Yeah, you know, spend a lot of time in prayer. Right, spend a lot of time in prayer, absolutely. Um, listen to the Lord more than you're listening to us, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We are not the, the the end all. Go to the Lord in prayer and ask what what he would have you do, how he would ha- what, what he would have you say mm-hmm. to those family members in your life um, because love is extremely important, but so is truth. You have to have both. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I mean, like, like this whole conversation that we've had says, and like the article says, I mean, Jesus did not come to bring unity. That's not on his priority list. Um, he, he did come with a message, with, with a claim that will divide people. Absolutely. He comes to everyone and says, I am your king. And we, as individuals, either accept him and repent of our ways and we follow him and we're changed by the Holy Spirit or we reject him. And that, that's mm-hmm. the dividing point. And, and I mean, it's all over the book of Revelation too. There's this, there's this scene of the, the lambs being separated from the goats, the, 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 the wheat being separated from the chaff. There's a mm-hmm. separation that occurs. And that's something we have to live in, uh, in light of, but we have an opportunity to spread the gospel, to spread the love of God and the message of salvation. So we want you to continue to do that and share to the plot scripture every day. We'll see you next week.